Yo, what is up with it? Golden Gamers back at it again with another Radio Melee episode. Here we are. Uh, they said it couldn't be done, but we're doing it again somehow, some way. And I am joined today, of course, as always, by the wonderful and powerful Toph. But today our guest is the electrifying... Uh, and I mean, he really, he's really got a lot of accomplishments under his belt. We do also want to talk to him about, you know, his recent writing achievements as well. But uh, Logan, formerly LSD, welcome to the show. How's it going? It's so great to meet you guys. Thank you for having me on. It's going really well. Um, the only thing I can say that's not going well is the AC is broken in my dorm, but first, mm. day oh. college, first day of college is always like a treat, I guess. It's fun to meet all the <laughs> is it first? No kidding. That's the day? Yeah, today is the first day of college. Oh, get out of the Wait, first day of college. Are you a freshman? Oh, I'm a sophomore. I'm a sophomore. Yeah, I sophomore. mean, it came back. <laughs> you know, they say that the word sophomore comes from sophist in the Latin, maybe it's Greek, which means smart, but then more means dumb. I, I looked into this one time. Basically, sophomore, <laughs> the idea is the word like half means you're smart and half means you're dumb, which is a word I deeply resound with because I feel like I oscillate between those two states of being very frequently. And uh, no, yeah. I was not just writing a tweet to get people in here. The people on the YouTube are very confused, but the people on in my Twitch chat, of which there probably aren't very many because I just put the, tw uh, the tweet out. Uh, well, th there you go. Now you know. So Yeah, on. and I mean, look, no one is going to question Toph's intelligence after <laughs> these 400 Jeopardy episodes. Um, I think that is, that is an affront to God at this point, should anyone try that. But uh, yeah, um... I mean, I think something we can kind of hop into that may be a little less intimidating is, uh, again, I, I brought that up at the beginning, Logan, but uh, you, uh, I, I would like to know a little bit about this, honestly. Um, you said you got a writing position, and I believe it's with Team Liquid. Um, it's not a sponsorship, but it is a, it is a writing position. So, I mean, I'm, I think there's a lot of questions there, but but what what is that? I guess, you know, for a lot of people that might be curious, maybe they want to be writers in the scene or... Or they're just kind of curious about, you know, what this means for you. Uh, what, what, are you what are your roles? What do you have to do for them? Basically, my job is almost like a storyteller. It's a very freeform position in that mm. really what we do isn't as structured narratively as a traditional writing like position. We're kind of allowed to do whatever we want with it as long as it's good and entertaining. Mm. Um, but... What I really want to do is tell a lot of the stories in the Melee community that are kind of overlooked a little bit mm -hmm. and also kind of blend a little bit of my personal experiences as a member of that community to kind of give, I guess, a first-person account of um, not really just my rise, but just what it's like playing in tournaments and stuff. And I think as we come back to the community and a lot of people are wondering what CRT Melee is like, it'll be valuable to have those accounts from different players. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I think there's a lot that can be provided. There's just so many stories. It's, you know, a, you know, almost a 20-year-old game and scene at this point. So, yeah, and if you guys want to ask Logan or myself or Toe for all of us any questions about uh, writing, Marth, anything else, you know, exclamation radio melee in my chat and in Toph's chat, um, get into the server, into the Discord server. You can come in and um, submit questions here, channel. You'll do what everyone's doing, and you'll uh, go from there. But, uh, yeah. Um, Toph, is there anything... Is there anything uh, you want to throw to Logan real quick before we hop into uh, Community Voice from two weeks ago? Yes. Okay. What, What's what? the deal with... <laughs> what is that? 
What's the deal with bonk dashing? Bonk dashing. Bonk dashing is uh, it's a secret uh, technique. (laughs) (laughs) I know the secret, but I also heard there was a new setup to do it that's more reliable. Um, Oh, I've seen that. that. Uh, You have seen that. I saw a Japanese player do it. Basically, you do uh, like a short hop reverse side B to the ledge, and then you do like a back air or something like that, and then you grab it. It's very strange. I'm not really sure on the um, mechanics. Because I've never really attempted it because I always thought that it was way out of the realm of human kind of possibility. But basically what it is, is uh, if you set up your ledge grab in a specific way, you can shift Mars environmental collision box upwards high enough that he can get almost like a fox ledge dash. And Dang. unfortunately, that's too... It, it's too tricky to set up for people to do it in like a tournament set. But... It can lead to maybe some cool clips. <laughs> and we do love cool clips. Different. You can farm the Twitter clout, which is, you know, perhaps one of the most important things you can do for yourself in esports. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it's true. It, it only okay. works on Battlefield. I'm satisfied with that answer. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, Toph bringing it up because Marth famously struggling to kind of get back on the stage, his edge dash being a lot weaker than a lot of the other stronger characters. So... We bump our head onto the wall. We'll do anything. Just please let us back onto land. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm glad you, you know, I think you answered that uh, really well. And I am kind of curious how interested you are in answering uh, or at least responding to some of the community voice responses uh, we had from uh, two weeks ago. Now, Blur asked everyone if you wanted to go. Uh, well, actually, let me intro the segment because I didn't do it live last time. I outro too fast and got a little too caught up with myself. But that's on Going me. too fast is the tough classic. I want you to know that I'm <laughs> proud of you. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Uh, Community Voice is a question we pose to the YouTube audience, and then we pull some comments, some responses from that, and then we uh, respond to them when we are live again. So Blur two weeks ago asked if there are... Um, let me see if I can remember exactly how I said it. If, if you're not going to Locals, why... Um, or how do you feel about locals coming back? And if you're not going, you know, what would make you want to go? So I think that's roughly what he asked. And so I think we have a couple responses we can kind of pull up here. Here's yeah. our first one. So if you want to read it out. Luke Miller. Haven't been to local yet. What I am most excited for is chances to find other people my skill level, not very good, and play them and make new friends. Isn't that what it's all about? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what it's all about? That's what, that's what got me to locals. And there's all skill levels at, at locals, right? It's not... There are. I think so many people, they'll come into my chat and they'll be like, oh, I don't know if I want to go because I'm just going to, you know, I go 2 sometimes or I haven't been playing yeah. for that long or, you know, is anyone even going to let me play? And I'm always just like, dude, they just let people play. Just, you and, know, you know, but, this is the big, this is the big misconception, man. This is the big misconception because, okay, when I like, here's the, here's the difference between, I, there, here's a major difference. No one talks about this. What I'm about to say next is going to blow your mind. Mm. <laughs> You ready? I'm looking forward ready. to it. <laughs> no one talks about this. Back in Please. the day when I heard about Smash tournaments, my perspective, my thought process was, I'm going to smoke everybody. I am one of the best players <laughs> in Super Smash Bros. Play in the world. I have to be. I'm so good. I beat everyone on my street. Right? Yes. No one thinks that way anymore. Because now we know. We know that the game is eSports. <laughs> Most people know that there are just better players out there, okay? There are a lot of casual players that are like, well, there's Mango, there's Zane, and, you know, let alone, 
you know, number 15 on the PR or whatever, you know, this, whatever, wh whoever it is. Mm -hmm. People now know that Melee is a very difficult esport and they're probably not that good. And I think this deters people, ironically, in a way that I don't think it did back in the day. Because back in the day, the prevailing mentality of the average person was like, I am one of the best people to ever touch the sticks. So I <laughs> want to go to my local to prove that. Um, and I actually think that that, you know, that, yeah, that mentality has been lost a little bit along the way, which is, which is fine. You know, I think some healthy realism is good, but I want, I do want to encourage those people who might be a little bit deterred by how good everybody is that like, dude, don't worry about it because you know, it's like, they say like, Oh, what if I go to the gym and everyone's more jacked than me, this, that, and the other, and it's like, dude, <laughs> you know, everyone is just, yeah, everyone is just, you know, they're going to be supportive and they're going to be understanding. And honestly, they're probably not going to pay you any attention. So don't, don't worry about it. Don't, don't stress out about it. There is a, um, a segment from Healthy Gamer GG. I was watching one of his mm. videos, and he actually talks Love about that, okay. um, how this that kind of mentality that um, uh, these players are so much better than me. Why would they want to play me? Is actually detrimental to yourself too, because if you think that way about players, like if you think the players that are beating you, like think they're above you, then what do you think about the players that are below you? Mm -hmm. So what he was saying was it's kind of a hidden form of ego where it's. Um, these players are so good, I'll never be able to touch them. Like, why would they ever want to play with me? Why do you want to play with people that are worse than you? So you have to kind of think about, like, who is below you to really realize that, like, the people above you are just kind of playing the game. They're just relaxing and enjoying it, something they love. So, yeah. And there's a benefit, too, to playing people that are less experienced. I mean, for more experienced players, you get to practice combo stuff or experiment with ideas, or it's just a little more relaxing. So it can be fine. It can be fine for everyone involved. Locals are dope. But uh, if we, I think we have, I think, one more response to throw up here. Q, if you don't mind. Thank you. You. Du -du 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 -du. I love Q. Um, so this you know what one, they say. What's, what do they say? You know, it comes after Q. Uh, nothing. You. <laughs> the yeah. people. Yeah. The community. Like we Matthew lost the George Allred. <laughs> what, yeah. what'd, you, what'd you say, Logan? Yeah. <laughs> we lost the alphabet. It's actually That's, sad. I had yeah. to, like, think about what comes after. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about I it. I forgot. <laughs> no, Q-R-S. It's more that in every word that has Q, Q usually mm -hmm. is followed by you. Oh, it's not the not the alphabet. Mm. F, the oh, alphabet. okay, alphabet. yeah. This is why this is why Toby's <laughs> Jeopardy games. His mind, his, the divergent thinking, man. He's just oh, like the, you guys just like believe me. You're like, oh, of course, Q is followed by you. The alphabet. I mean, I, I, was, thought, like, I was like, wait, well, then I was like, is it? Wait, Q is definitely not followed by you. <laughs> no, it's yeah. followed by yeah, it's I was just, gonna, I back R. you up. I back you up, Toph. Again, I know thank better. you. I appreciate. I that. also know better, but yeah, I got your back, man. <laughs> right, should I read this one? I'm gonna read this one. Yeah, go for it, man. All right, Matthew George, all. All, all red, all mm. red. I would go to locals, but I don't have any friends interested in melee, and I'm shy, and I'm also afraid of going 0-2 in front of strangers. I mean, okay, I got a perfect response to this one. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oh. Mathematically speaking, half. Yeah. Oh god, I actually half, don't know the statistic. It's, it's half. half. It's half. half. Half the people that go to the tournament are 0-2. So actually, when you think about it, as an 0-2er, you're like in the not majority, but you're like. You're most of the people there. If anything, the weird people are the ones that like don't go on to. Those right, are the people like the that Logans. are like, weird. The Logans, yeah. <laughs> as an O2er, you have the, the widest community. People be like, bro, I got O2. I went O2 as well. Oh, man, that's crazy. Me too. And then you can make friends. <laughs> if you don't go O2, there's a significantly smaller number of people that you can have that shared experience with. That's which actually, means fewer um, friends. 
It's actually one of the main topics of the article I'm writing is um, about like how a lot of the factors in Melee, just the way it's played, the uh, in real life bonding experiences uh, kind of bring people together. Yes. And it, it bonding kinda, experiences. It, it interplay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it interplays with the, um, the the kind of like more isolating experiences, like having to drive several hours to go to a local, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I um, it's 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 big. It's big. I was actually talking with somebody today about a tournament back in 2016, where I had to drive. I drove three hours to Central California with Sfat and Laudandis, and I was. Very excited, actually, because there were going to be top SoCal players there. Hugs was going, Mike Hayes was going, Kira was going, a um, couple other people. And I remember I lost to Sfat and Laudandis. I didn't get to play a single set with the SoCal guys. Mm. I got fifth dodging all of SoCal, and I lost to Sfat and Laudandis. And then I had to drive them home. And uh, I was upset because part of me wanted to just kind of get in my car and drive back to Northern California and leave those guys in the goddamn desert. Right. <laughs> but I will, you know, I will remember having to sit in that car for three hours, listen to them hear about how they beat me and how I didn't even get to play anyone from SoCal, which was very sad because those are the people I did not want to play were the guys that were in my carpool. So and, is, uh, this, is this the counter argument to this person saying they don't have any friends interested in melee and they're shy. <laughs> so you're like, if you have friends, they could you're beat right. you and then you they have to drive with them. That'd be awful, right? No, because here's, that's a good point. That's a good point. No, here's the thing, right? Is because every annoying moment like that, you know, of like, God damn it, is like a fond memory and a funny story, yeah. right? Many years later. And I've accumulated all these fond memories and funny stories because I drove to all these tournaments. Right, and, and you lost didn't know them. Thirty times. You, you didn't know them when you went, right? They were maybe strangers at first, but then you got to no, know yeah. them. And, then, and so this person's worried about the strangers and not having anyone else interested. Mm -hmm. But I mean, what you're saying is you'll make friends even if you're shy. I mean, oh yeah, there's so many shy people in the scene. I was a pretty shy person. I've made a lot of friends in the scene, so it's totally possible. I mean, even people, and I know maybe some people will be like, oh, well, you know, you have influence now or whatever. But you know, even when I didn't really have much influence people were just welcoming even before they knew anything about me so i think i think uh i think we still hold on to a lot of that in the community mm -hmm. a lot of it too is it's just incredibly disadvantageous to be incredibly unwelcoming to newcomers especially in a small community uh we only have so many people so the people that are there have to get along somewhat and mm -hmm. they have to kind of welcome new players and that's how we build our local communities that's yeah, right. Locals, I'm, locals I'm looking forward to compete with netplay too, right? So we, <laughs> that's true, we that's like, true. look, man, if we're mean to these guys, they're just not going to come back. They actually have a way now, so we, we got to yeah. be nice. That's right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, it's true. A couple years ago, people were talking about like, man, what if the what if players don't don't come to tournaments? And what what if top players don't come to tournaments anymore because they want to stay home and stream? And now it's just what if people don't come because they want to sit home and, and and play Slippy, which mm. you know is fair, but uh, but I mean, I think there'll always be. A place you know i think there'll always be a place for for irl um and you know what solidified this for me more than anything i mean logan you were there but it was smash Summit 11 i mean never before have i had to not go to an irl tournament for like nearly two years right and i think the energy in the room and like the level of not only just the level of play you know but also just getting to see so many people and and feeling the tension of an IRL tournament when I was back at Summit 11, I mean, it really reminded me, especially after being gone for so long, that uh, 
it's like, yeah, this is why I really decided to invest myself in this community in this scene. Mm. The camaraderie. <laughs> the camaraderie. That's yeah, it just, absolutely. It just feels different in person. It really does. Um, yeah. But I think we've I think we've handled that uh, pretty well. Um, I'm down to get into tournaments for sure. I I am, but I'm also looking forward to seeing whoever we got for our first uh, question today. If that's all right with you guys. And there's our first one now. It looks like it's uh, Mapu. Mapu, how's it oh, going? Oh, Mapu. I love Mapu. Hey, I know you. All the time. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's Listen, up, Mapu? We, we got to talk about Madoka sometime. I'm just saying. But... I'm down, dude. <laughs> oh, Before you're that. Dude. <laughs> you're so... No, you know what? Your anime taste is actually just not even that good, actually. Oh, Listen, okay. I, you I save it for the stream. You've seen like one-fifth the anime I've seen, all right? I, yeah, and you know what they say is quality over quantity, my friend. Oh, yeah, well, then I got some recommendations for you then because you got to have your quality. Okay. Mapu made a top 100 anime list of the decade. He watched uh -huh. every single show I from guess. 2010... To 2020, he watched every anime mm -hmm. for an that's, entire decade and made a top 100 list. And Madoka, which I and many others would consider to be a very good anime, mm -hmm. didn't even it's, make the top 100. Yeah, it's a pretty good show. It's okay. It's not bad. <laughs> get your just get to your question, Mapu. Anyway, Mapu, where are you calling in from? Uh, I'm calling in from Orlando, Florida. Okay, shoutouts. Uh, What's your question for us today? So, um, my there. question it, it's it's broadly covered in the Smash community often, but I wanted to do something a little more personal. So the, the mm. topic of ego, right? Mm. I wanted mm. to go into specifically your guys' like personal status reports on like where like the roadmap of like where your ego has come and like where it is now, like over the course of your melee career and like how melee contributed to you like putting it in check. You know what I mean? That's Maybe making it worse. Enough. That's a cool topic. Maybe sure. Um, oh man. I can start unless Logan feels very passionate and wants to start. Uh, you can start. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so I mean, the roadmap for me was I started uh, Melee, and I didn't think I was going to be any good, hence the ri absolutely ridiculous gamer tag, because, you know, it's, that's, for me anyway, a reflection. And so I, um, I ended up getting... I actually ended up feeling more confident as I improved skill. I, I guess you could argue that... I, th I think especially as I became a top player, I think there were, and I, you know, became a very, very top player. I think I started being very concerned about losing and, and if this was going to go away and protecting status as opposed to being excited to play. I think that really overtook me. I mean, I think there was always some of that there, but I think it, you know, grew much stronger than any other sort of desire. So I think I had a growth, a healthy growth, but I also think I, I saw a weakness come up more. And I think this is very common for a lot of people to, to feel more positive, but also learn more about, you know, where their weaknesses are as they, as they improve it, especially. And so that was really challenging for me. And I've had ups and downs with that for a while. And then I, um, I kind of feel like everything for me in the past, we'll say six years, uh, has been, um, really trying to come to grips with, with where I actually was as opposed to where I thought I was. And so I don't think I can give you an honest answer. Maybe, you know, that's something that very few people can do is give the, give you an honest answer to that question. But I can tell you that um, there's a lot of things that I thought I'd solved that I hadn't. There are things that um, there, there are more concerns there. But I think out of that, I think there's 
Um, cause something really good about stepping away is I get to, I get to see things from like a distance, a third person perspective, and as opposed to being in the middle of it, preparing for tourneys and, you know, being called a God or whatever by chat regularly. So, uh, it's, it's kind of good to, it was kind of good for me to have that, have that extra perspective. And, um, and I think, you know, this has just been a great period of discovery for me. So, uh, I think to make any presumption past that is a little unreasonable in my own case, just because it's something that I just deal with so much. I mean, there was even something really powerful I was going into just this last weekend that I, you know, thought that I had understood better. And so I, I think, uh, I think it's an enormous impact, but I also think the way you define ego or whatever is important. So again, for me, um, it's kind of like, I don't think it's necessarily your sense of self importance per se, but it's like the way you, the way you consider yourself or, or the way you try to protect yourself or the way you, where you can feel good about yourself. And I kind of wrap all of that into the word, but some people just think of it as a positive. Some people think of it as a negative. So it also yeah. is going to depend on your definition, but hopefully, hopefully that sets a little bit of groundwork for everyone else. Um, Love groundwork. So, yeah. So how are you feeling about it? I figured Logan should. I, I have a funny story actually. I have because I talked about this with Zane really recently. Mm. Uh, Logan, you've 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 stuff to say. You should go first. Before, You're the guest. You should go before can, me. Can I can I cut in with an addendum? Yeah, sure. Oh, hello. So Why so not? just to adjust it, Logan, before you answer, what I what the kind of the heart of the matter that I wanted to get to is like, how much do you think melee helped you curb your ego? Really? Like, did you just get so good that it just doesn't have to hurt as often? Did you acclimate to being hurt? Honestly. The the first time I went out of state for a tournament, um, I I lost to who? I lost to I think Cobol and winners, which didn't bother me too much. But then I lost to Hungry Box in an absolutely demoralizing fashion. I just couldn't. I didn't know what to do. The crowd was telling me to go Fox on our Corneria back when that stage was legal. I still got absolutely destroyed, and I'm just out. I'm just out crying afterward, even though I got like like fourth or something at my first. Uh, you know, regional, which, you know, I should have been really happy about, but you know, it's just the yeah. way I was on myself. But so, but I think honestly, though, even despite the way I handled that, I actually think it got way harder there because there's so much, there's so much external stuff. There's so many opinions. There's so many other things that come in from yeah. outside and you need a, I'll say it this way. You need a strong ego to, to be able to be centered within yourself despite all of that other stuff outside coming in, the, the more recognition you get, the more skill you have and, and so on. So, um, I actually think, despite that, I do think it got much harder for me um, as you as you get better. And I think this is common mm -hmm. for almost everyone that that goes up. I think if you if you are comfortable with with it beforehand, I think you just were pretty developed beforehand. Or <laughs> I don't know. I, I'd yeah. worry about you probably. <laughs> That's what I you say. did. Uh, yeah, there's a lot I could say. Let's let Logan go. Yeah. I'm, I'm really curious what Logan has to say about this. So when I was at mid-level, that's when my ego is the highest because I had to protect myself from all the criticism in order to get better. Because mm. I was uh -huh. at the level where like how good I thought I was exceeded like my actual results because I didn't have a lot of opportunity to travel. And when I actually started getting wins, straight downwards um, in that like mm. my ego got way way less because every time i lost it was like okay well i've beaten these people i don't really have to feel too bad about it um i can just focus on playing my best game so actually like the higher level i get i felt that i had way less struggle with ego and it was at the mid level that it was by far the hardest for me that makes sense i think that um yeah i mean i honestly think that's like for some people <laughs> 
yeah, for some people, I feel like it's really good to just get your first couple big wins out of the way so that you don't have to have that internal dialogue as be as, as prevalent of like, am I good enough or whatever? Here's what I think about competing. Here's what I think about competing and what it does with ego. I think competing and succeeding especially, but also just competing, I think it lays your ego bare. I think it exposes it. Yeah. And so if you've never, like, and I think a lot of people who, like, aren't Smash players or aren't competitors, they go through life and they never have to question. You can, they can, they can have these crazy egos or whatever, and they think they're hot shit because no one's ever checked that, right? You work at a company or whatever, you know, you do your job, your boss tells you you're doing great every year or whatever when you have your performance review but other than that you don't get these reminders about where you're at you know and mm -hmm. i think that competing exposes it and makes you come to grips with it um and yeah i mean for me like ego's a tough one especially for somebody like me because like i'm a commentator right and like as a commentator i think it's weird because you get an inflated sense of you get an inflated amount of attention relative to how good as a, as a player you are. You know, if you look at, like, how many Twitter followers I have or something. Like, I've, I'm, I'm definitely not as good as a lot of the Smash players that, are, that, that, that have less followers or whatever than me. And it's, 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 it's a tricky thing to navigate, for sure, because, um, you know, you feel like you're getting more attention than maybe you deserve sometimes. Uh, you feel like, man, I'm, you know, I'm really not that good compared to some of these other guys that are just starting to blow up. That are really, really, really making waves in the in, in, in the competitive scene, but um, yeah, it's 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 weird, it's tricky, and as and, and and in the context of playing too, this is something that I've been all over the place with because I'll give you two anecdotes here. Uh, a couple years ago, when we were doing the reads, we had Atrioc as a guest on one time, and Atrioc was telling me it was funny because he was saying, you know, we're playing, you know, the, the idea of the reads is we're playing random people on netplay. This was back before Slippy, so this was delay based netcode and all this. And Atrock was saying, you know, Tof, I think you're at your best when you're treating the opponent as if there is, like, treat when you're treating your opponent like they're so good. When you give them as much benefit of the doubt as possible, you play the best. And we were joking around. I was playing this random Fox player. And Atrock was like, okay, pretend this guy is Leffen. And you're going to play the best possible melee you can play. And, and, and I was like, okay, I'm playing Leffen. I'm playing Leffen. And I, you know, beat the brakes off this Fox player or whatever. But I've also gone in the wrong direction because... I had an experience one time, very recently, and I, this is something I was talking with Zane about, that went the complete other direction. I was playing this dude on Unranked. I didn't know who he was. He was using a Smurf username, and I beat him almost every game. And then he, I realized he'd been messaging me. I actually knew who the guy was. He messaged me on Facebook, and he was like, dude, it's me. What's up? And once I realized who this guy was, we, I went back into the game, and we played for another 45 minutes, and we went dead even, or if anything, he started to beat me. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, man, am I giving my opponents too much credit now? What's going on? Like when I know who the guy is, when I respect him as a player versus when I think it's just some guy on unranked, I'm like giving him less credit because I think he's just some unranked guy and I was beating him almost every game. And I was talking to Zane about this and Zane was like, dude, maybe you need like a little more, you need like a healthy dose of ego now. You need a little more ego. So, I mean, the TLDR for me, the summary is like, it's um, it's it's tricky. It's tricky, and I think it's really easy to overdo it in one direction or the other. And if there's one thing that I can say that wraps this all up in a bow, I would say that the one th the one thing I think is clear to me is that 
ego and competing, the relationship between them is that I think competing really exposes it. It really makes it, it calls it to the forefront. You'll notice things about yourself. You'll notice, you'll notice that you have, you know, that, that, that you're not giving people enough credit. You're giving people too much credit. You're being too harsh on yourself. You're being too, you're pumping yourself up too much. You'll, you'll have a much closer relationship with that. I think as a competitor, as someone who has to question if you're on the right path. And I think that's the, the best thing I can say that competing's done for my ego is that I, I don't know that I've got it under control or I don't know that I've mastered it, but I think that it has brought it to the forefront and I'm thankful for that. The funny thing is that as a commentator, I had the same experience. After Smash Summit, all yeah. of the messages I got on Twitter were not your gameplay is so good, good job taking some sets. Like It was literally oh, all right. like, thank you for hopping on commentary. Or like it was really? all like it was all about commentary. I received like a hundred DMs. Well, you had good commentary. I mean, you had great commentary. You, you are such so. a fire commentator, bro. It's actually <laughs> insane. You're so you and the cheat, bro, both super surprised me at some. You guys are both really good. Yeah. Thank you. But it's 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 tricky. I don't know that there's an answer. I mean, I I know this isn't a question that has a singular answer, but um, yeah, it's helped. <laughs> Has Melee helped me work on my ego? I think it, it's definitely helped. And uh, I don't think I'd even be thinking about it at all if not for Melee. So, Yeah, and I, I mean, I think really the only other thing I can say is you've heard, I think, three very different stories here of, of, from people. And I, and, I, and I really just want to kind of impress on you if you're thinking about your own journey or how it might not relate fully to any one of ours, that everyone's got their own journey. Everyone's got their own set path. And so... Even if you feel it's going to be different for you or it has been different for you, I think the main thing is, you know, all of us have kept going and we've kept learning about ourselves. And, you know, I think I, I think Tove said, you know, so said it well that Melee is going to encourage you or it, it really force you to encounter these things. So make sure that you're being open with yourself and honest about it as you can. And I think that's going to serve you well. Kind of what Melee is like, it's like this giant mirror and... When I think about mirrors, I think about something that like a lot of people feel very insecure in front of um, because it, it definitely shows you who you are in a very honest light. Mm. And what ego is born out of is like deep-seated insecurity. So like the need to like boost yourself up is like it's there because like you have low self-esteem, like low self-worth. That's where that kind of ego comes from. It's like a protective mechanism against it. And so I think <laughs> it's really funny when you think about like ego, you think about people just like looking at themselves in front of the mirror all the time, that kind of thing. But <laughs> I think the mirror is the thing that is causing people to like feel like they have to protect themselves in some way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. It's, it's tricky. It's tricky. I, yeah, I, I wonder like how many people, I wonder if people, I wonder, I wonder how much people uh, grapple with this sort of thing, you know? Cause Probably, you know, I think this is so personal. I think everyone's got a slightly different kind of kind of deal with it, and it's, it's it is fascinating to me. Yeah, um, and I feel like we've covered it pretty well. If anyone wants to bring up more about yeah. it, they can. But uh, thank you for calling in, uh, Mapu. Yeah, great question, really, Mapu. Really good question. <laughs> have any other uh, shout outs for us on your way out today? Uh, shout outs. Uh, shout out myself. Shout out my YouTube channel. Uh, Mapu M Zero PPU. I recently made a, a, a melee video that did pretty well on SSBM called the Melee Personality Test. I plan oh to make. Oh, I like that one. That was the one with the SFAT. Yeah, 
Yeah, I I don't uh, want to spoil the video, but you guys should all check that video out. There's a funny part. Uh, hopefully, there's more than one funny part. <laughs> Ideally, there's one. Well, okay, I like that funny part. Yeah, there's like one other funny part, probably. <laughs> okay, guys, <laughs> I hate it. All right. Anyway, shout out me. I'm awesome. Shout out uh, Tallahassee Smash over at FSU. That's like my melee birth. I love those people. South Florida melee is also dope. South Florida PM. Great folks. Uh, and thanks for having you me. Said you were from Orlando. Well, I'm in Orlando. Florida. He said he he was birthed in those other places. Ah. <laughs> I went to college. I'm in Orlando. That's what you asked. Yes, where right. am I? I'm in Orlando. And I'm actually you're, on the you're, you're doing great. You're do you've done great, oh. Mafu. Thank you so much. You and Tove can go fight on his stream. <laughs> Thank you and have a nice day. Thanks. Later. <laughs> <laughs> from Disney World. <laughs> oh my goodness. Toe Fang's coming out early. I'm I am in mortal peril. Hopefully we can hold him back. Uh next caller, please, before he gets going. Uh all right. Uh Team Kessig. Team welcome. Kessig. The whole team. Yeah. Hi. Uh nice to meet y'all. Nice Hello, to meet nice you. you. Where are you uh, calling in from? What's your question for us? I'm calling in from uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts. And uh my question is, so I was introduced to Melee at the start of the summer, and the game really engrossed me, and I was brought in by some older friends. And I was lucky to have them introduce me to this game, and I was wondering how to spread the love. And so my question is, how should, we, how should the Melee community look to show and bring more of the younger generation, such as myself, I'm 16, into Melee and help them love the game as much as I do? Ah. First oh, off, man. the most important thing might be following me on Twitter at Logan SSBM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to do that. Oh, snap. <laughs> and why is that? Can you can you tell us what what the benefits are? What how great it'll be if they if and when they do follow you? Um, if you follow me, uh, I post really bad puns all the time, which might be a negative depending on your personality type. Uh, I occasionally post melee content. Um, <laughs> And yeah, <laughs> oh, this this is this is a good sell for for. We're gonna the young work people. on your yeah. We're I gonna work, work on my selling sales. Ability. Okay, we're gonna yeah, work yeah, on yeah. your sales maybe after this. Uh, my marketing. We will plug you at the end, Logan. No, no need, <laughs> no need to be concerned. But they, that's a, that's a that's a good that's good practice here yeah. in the in the middle. Um, we just followed. Heck yeah, let's go. That's a sixteen-year-old. You've got so much responsibility now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, so you know, okay. I've I've I have a point to make here, which is um I have a short answer and a longer answer. The short answer is TikTok. Oh uh, god, that's the first thing I thought. The TikTok I algorithm but, is so uh, ridiculous. It's, <laughs> I don't understand it. Smashcast though, Zets, my boy Zets from the Midwest, is on that. So now we got mm. melee content on TikToks. Doing great. Really happy about that. I actually made a YouTube video on that on my channel like a month or two ago. Go check that out. But anyway, um, I was going to say, like, shouldn't we be asking you? I feel like when you said you were, like, you know, like, younger and you you brought, I, I almost, like, the first thing I wanted to ask you was, like, you know, kind of what made you interested and, and well, how you did that. friends. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, but, like, the yeah. answer, yeah, I, I guess, I guess so. But, like, you know, it's, I just feel like. It's kind of funny. I, I have some younger people in my community and I'll ask them uh -huh. and they'll say, well, they, they were just on Twitch and they, and they saw like, it was like a recommended stream or, or, or Ludwig or whatever. And it's, so it's like, you know, that's the answer. That's the, isn't that the answer? That's I mean, literally he's, the answer. He, 
Boomer Whisperer, Ludwig. Um, yeah, the answer is literally Ludwig, right? Yeah. That's just the answer. Ludwig and like Hungrybox. We just need we just need more large streamers that go, oh, it's TikTok time, everybody. And then we will have cornered the market, I think. Um, but I also think, uh, kind of think now that now that TikTok and Ludwig are out of the way and I have to think a little bit more, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, every time a new Smash game comes out, I think a uh -huh. lot of people join just the general competitive scene. And, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. what happens, right? Like if we look at when the most recent game came out, there was a lot of fighting in Twitch chat, but there were all there were people that either that did both or, you know, played the newer Smash or something. And that was able to pull some people in either, you know, through talking about the online eventually or the mechanical differences or whatever that wasn't argu argumentative. And so... Mm -hmm. I feel like we end up pulling in people, not a lot, but we pull in some people through that, through every time that happens. And, and I think, you know, uh, maybe missing out on uh, Evo could affect us some, but I also think that, you know, we're going to have some pretty cool viewership with, you know, Genesis and maybe, maybe I don't know what Riptide will do, but that's coming up. And, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure how, what, what, what people summit reaches, but maybe that's done something for us as well. So, but I think a lot of younger people use Twitch. And so I think that's a benefit that so much of us are on there already. Um, but yeah, again, I kind of think that over time, this is just going to kind of work for us. Um, Logan writing articles on team liquid. I mean, there are people that there are people of various ages that follow esports on liquid and, 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 and I think Logan's stuff is going to be able to reach them. I don't know how many zoomers read. I think maybe they only communicate <laughs> in memes, but you know, maybe a couple More of them still do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you could, if you could upload, if you could upload some dances for, for your writer position, I'm sure that would be great. <laughs> they said as long as it works and that could work. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I think really I've always kind of thought that the more content creation we do on various on various platforms, I mean I think particularly Twitch and YouTube is what most people are focusing on, which is all right. I think we're going to be okay. But yeah, um, I think uh, also thinking really quickly if we have programs like clubs in high school or we bring back the melee games in some form, like that right there older. Yeah, right. There are older people that maybe get into it, but they might have like if you're in college and you're a freshman or <clears throat> sophomore. Uh, and then you have friends that are still in high school, a couple years younger than you, you tell them about it, right? Like that, that can be a kind of similar thing as well. Or maybe you're interested in something else. You find out about Melee. So these are just a couple of things I'm thinking of off the top. Um, but I'm curious, Logan, as, as, as sophomore of the, of the pod today, I'm kind of curious what, what you think, if you have any, uh, ideas for outreach. I think the, um, what really attracts like younger viewers to content is like, it's ease of access and understanding what's going on. Younger viewers don't really want some like kind of stuffy, um, mm. like sixty-minute-long tutorial. They want like exciting, quick, uh, easy Good that point. kind of thing. They want they want really accessible content. Because if you're thinking about a lot of the people that aren't interested in Smash but like want to kind of get into the scene and figure things out, uh, a lot of them don't really know a lot of the more technical aspects, so they wouldn't really get it. So what they're looking for is kind of I guess the hype. And yeah. I think I think uh, there's a lot of content creators out there like Walt that are trying to kind of make it more accessible in Zets. Um, but really, we need to work on just making it as easy to understand as possible for people who don't have the knowledge that we do and never assuming anything of our audience. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great answer. Um, I think especially talking about how, how we need to continue promoting the excitement of it. I think that just works for everyone. But, you know, the cracked out Zoomers 
that are on, that are on G Fuel and then are and are you know clicking heads in Fortnite. Uh, we if we can if we can pull some of those in, you know, right, and get them to you know spam shield drop multi shine. That would be so good for mm-hmm. us. Uh, Toph, do you have anything more you wanna you wanna add on about that after we've been talking about it for a little bit? It's all about content. It's all about content. Content is king. Blur posted right. Blur posted uh like numbers. I think this was yesterday or two days ago. He posted on Twitter about like viewership numbers for melee year over year and like okay we we had like a kind of like a local maximum at um in 2015 or 2016 and then it's kind of been going down as the years went on Mm. um and then this year actually 2021 given that we haven't had like blur let me let me even just navigate to this real quick because it was one Mm. of the most recent things he posted but basically blur was uh posted these statistics where he was showing that um here it is Last 365 days, we've been, uh, we've have have actually been better viewership than 2017, Mm. the entirety of 2017, and that's without Evo, without Big House, without Genesis. Which which that's coming from streams, right? Like it's coming from streams and slip. Yeah, so home streams and and I think YouTube, they're doing better than ever. Um, Melee, I think finally melee people, myself included, are finally starting to hit our stride with YouTube. Um, I mean, there was melee content on YouTube back in the day with like GR Smash and then, for example, SSBM tutorials. But um, I think it's a lot more prevalent now that the average like melee top player is starting to pay attention to YouTube. And I think that's big because discover discoverability is just very good on YouTube. I mean, the, the number yeah. of people I see in my YouTube comments, I get every video, an unreal number of people that are like, I don't even know why the hell I watched this video all the way to the end. I don't even play this game, but this was cool. Wow. You know, you get those are the, and those are the people, right? That are going to pick the game up. So that's cool. Um, I think there's a lot of there's I think it's just straight up. We're doing better with content. Um, I do unironically think that the meta in terms of content. I know that word's a little bit overused, but I think people are learning. That what you used to do on Twitch, which is you turn your stream on and you play video games for eight hours and then you turn your stream off and that's 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 your day of content i think people are realizing that that's you got to put a little more thought into it than that people are starting to plan a little more for youtube people are doing more kind of segments that feel more like there's a little more thought that goes into a little more planning and uh i think it's adding up i think viewership's better than it's been in a long time and i think we're you know i mean the numbers don't lie um I mean, it yeah, sounds like you're basically saying, how do we get more young players in? Uh, we're doing it. <laughs> we're, we're, I, I think we're on our way, you know? And I, I also, I also want to echo your thing about collegiate stuff. I mean, that's how I got in. And I think that it's just such a dope initiative. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. It's a good question though. Yeah. Logan, what were you about to say? Oh, everyone's locked indoors too. So the numbers are going to be really, really good. Yeah. Oh, we, have to, we have to take advantage of this opportunity while it presents itself. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think we covered that pretty well. You know, I think content being king, uh, going to be really good for us. Um, so welcome to the community team, Kessig. Hope you enjoy your stay. And yeah. uh, thank you so much for asking the question today. You got any shout outs for us? For sure. Uh, I wanted to go ahead and shout out the uh, Massachusetts uh, Magic the Gathering Discord server because uh, my friends Evan and Zeno were the ones who brought me in and introduced me to Melee. Well, and they're also go. just close friends. So uh, thank you so much to them. And big shout out to Massachusetts. It's awesome here. Nice. And big shout out to Radio Melee and also Awesome Sauce because hey, they all did a lot. Oh, Awesome Sauce. Yeah. It's yeah. Great. yeah. Great shout out. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Thank have you. a good day. Thanks for coming on. Day. You know what's funny? Uh, just before we get to our next caller, 
It's you, cool because like Team Kessig's story about you know them being sixteen and stuff. I, I wasn't in Smash until I was eighteen or nineteen, but I was in the rhythm game community before then, and I had a really um, similar story actually with the rhythm game community where you know I had these kind of like somewhat older people, you know, mentor type almost friends who brought me into the rhythm game community that I would talk with on IRC back in the day, which, you know, I'm kind of showing my age right here, but uh, (laughs) yeah, it was, it was, it was dope. Was that like a chat client or something? Yeah. Basically. (laughs) basically. A chat client or something. Oh no. Oh, good. Internet relay chat. Oh, heavens. (laughs) It was like without video chat, but it had some dope stuff. Like it had, uh, you know, it had MVPs. You could go out there and download songs and stuff from people, right? And yeah, um, that that, Tope was using, um, he was doing telegrams right before that, Logan. (laughs) Yeah, precisely. Um, but yeah, so I, I think you brought up a good point uh, just really quickly, Toph, about how collaboration between uh, scenes and uh, well, you doing po- you uh, you being part of, I think, I don't, you were part of the, the chess initiatives. Yes. Um, yeah. I think that was, I think that, that was really good. Yeah, it was cool. But it was also, I think that was uh, stuff like that can be really good for us and good for the other communities, too. So I think it just to kind of bring that home. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. Ready for the next caller. All right, J Ball, what's up? Uh, where are you calling in from? And where you? What's your question for us? What's going on? I'm in uh, Long Beach, California, and uh, as a, Long uh, Beach in the wood. <laughs> your, uh, <laughs> so uh, my question as a uh, as a pretty bad melee player, you know, I got into it pretty late last year at the ripe age of 25. Um, I came from Ultimate, actually, and I just, like, didn't love Ultimate that much. Like, the matchups are annoying, and, like, I just don't like the way the game looks. So, like, Melee just appealed to me so much more. But I'm trying to learn so badly, and I'm not good yet. But when it comes to tournaments, as at a super low level, do you guys think it's helpful to enter tournaments? Or is there, like, a certain point that I should get to before entering because i'm I'm gonna and i'm uh i'm actually entering main stage so i'll be there uh toph by the way i got your back if anyone tries to fight you hypothetically of course (laughs) hypothetically hypothetically yeah we probably need to contextualize that a little bit maybe uh Uh, yeah some guy said he'd beat me up irl at main stage you know (laughs) yeah just, just a day in the life just a day in the life um Here's the thing. Uh, I'm actually really interested in what PP and Logan have to say about this. PP, in particular, you, because you mentioned just now, as a callback to 20 minutes ago, you said, and this, I guess I kind of, I think I knew this, but maybe, maybe I just never thought about it. You said the first time you went out of state, you got fourth, losing to Hungry Bucks, which to yeah. me sounds like, so it sounds to me like you kind of waited a while before going to tournaments. Uh, well... I just stayed in North Carolina for like a like over a year. Oh, okay. You went? And, did you go to locals? Yeah, yeah. Went to locals. Um. Uh. But yeah, I mean, I think this is a really common question that J Ball asks. Is there a certain skill level that should be reached before entering a tournament? I mean, this is this is something that I get a good bit. I, I imagine Logan has seen this before. I imagine Tove's seen it before. Um. I. Uh, you know, this is kind of in line with uh, the community voice stuff, right? Like someone asked in the beginning, they said they were talking us. They were like, they were like, maybe so I think someone said they were shy. Someone said they're all, oh, they're not very good. They put that in parentheses. I remember Toph read that. And I was just like, well, man, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's kind of funny too, because you're like, well, 
I think something that we often say when you want to go to tournaments is you'll get better if you go, but they're like, okay, well, I'm not good enough to go. And it's like, well, if you went, then you might get better, but they're like, well, I'm too bad. So I can't go. Right. So you have this, like, I think it's kind of like a very interesting catch 22 in a lot of people's minds where you're like, well, if once I'm good enough, I'll go. But I think a lot of people like that first step is just really hard. Um, and I honestly, just to kind of say this a little differently, I was scared of driving. Like I was actually a really anxious driver when I started driving, which sounds weird to like, just bring up, but I didn't want to drive anywhere. I hated doing it. A lot of people were like, oh, you'll like it eventually. And I just didn't like it anymore over time, but I started playing melee. And then I was like the, my desire to go to tournaments and, and get there and, and, and play the game and learn and get better was higher or at least worth overcoming my fear of driving or any anxiety I had about it to the point where I just didn't feel it after a little while because like when I thought about driving I was more excited than I was worried and I think that's the point where a lot of people kind of need to get to where they have to be like well I'm more excited to go and to learn I'm more excited to go and connect with people I'm more excited to go and see some cool matches live than I am you know worried about my own skill or what people think of me or, or whatever else and I and I think, uh, you know, when I think of so many stories and Reddit threads and responses I get from talking to people about this, I don't usually see any of this like skill concern or any of this self-consciousness end up being held up by what actually happens when you go to locals. I think most people, when they go to locals, they'll maybe they'll be like, well, you know, it wasn't as bad as I thought, but maybe it wasn't as fun as it, some people said either. But if they usually if they keep going, it gets a little better in a lot of cases. But a lot of people, they go and they're like, oh, yeah, it was great. I love going. And so I think I, but I, so I guess I'll just, it's a, you know, is there a certain skill level one should reach? No, I think going, making those connections, making those friendships is just so important. And I think the sooner it happens, you, you know, you'll be, you'll be like, why did I wait so long in a lot of cases? Yeah, so true. that's, that's my take. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? I think you're more likely to quit the game if you don't go to tournaments. Cause there's like, that, that's where I'm at. There's no people that are like kind of holding you there because you don't have those connections or those friends in the community. So like you could easily just drop the game. But like if you have all those connections in the community, then when someone a tournament happens, they're going to are you going to this event? Like I can pick you up like we can hang out there. Like you're probably going to say yes. You're more likely you're more likely to go stuff. But also like the people that are going to make fun of you for doing bad at a tournament, which I don't really have never seen other than like random people making fun of top players. Right, it's the top players that get it, usually. <laughs> it, like, those people are not worth your time at all. Like, yeah. those are, like, insecure people trying to feel good about themselves that probably aren't that good either, <laughs> if I had to guess. So, like, it's just... It's not likely to happen if it does those people are not worth your time and the rewards outweigh whatever tiny risk there is. If at all. Ooh. Yeah, I yeah. was... I, I was going to go echo that. No, no, no. Yeah, I was going to echo that real quick. And I was going to say that, like, it's less that, like, going to... Because your question, you know, the way you worded it made me kind of feel like, you know, you're you're, you're almost kind of saying... Because, like, from the fun perspective, yeah, you should just go to tournaments. Like, it doesn't matter. But you actually specifically said, does it... Do you think it helps with improvement? And yeah. I don't think... I don't think it helps directly with improvement. I don't think you have to go to tournaments. You can get great practice just playing your buddies, playing friendlies, playing online, whatever. But where I where I do think it helps with improvement is that you 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 become a lot more invested, and um, you're gonna feel like 
you have a reason to get better and you're going to feel like you've got a way to track your improvement and, and track your growth and you're going to feel like you care a little more and you're going to set some goals for yourself even implicitly. You're just going to be like, ah, oh, this time I did it like this. Next time I hope I do a little better, whatever. And I think it's a lot easier to like if you're if you're motivated or whatever, like I could see someone. I mean, I know Comaster from Washington, famous Washington story. Comaster won the first tournament he went to. I don't know how the hell he did it. Played a bunch of friendlies with Eggs and Silent Wolf and, uh, you know, Gimpy Fish and Blade Wise and them and got really good and went to his first tournament and won. Won his first local, which is crazy. This never happens. Never, never, never happens. Right. Most people don't do that good at their first tournament. But you could theoretically, you could if you were a, if you're basically if you're a freak in nature, you could. But I think what happens to the average person if you don't go to tournaments, you're just gonna kind of you know you're you're not you're gonna fall off the wagon. And uh, yeah, I think that it's it's just good to like go and get your feet wet because it's gonna solidify it's gonna solidify you. You know, that's how I feel. You know, I had one more thing. Um, let's say you're playing friendlies. And you hit a sweet combo, or you tech chase that spacey for a while, and you kill them. If they quit out, they're still right there. Sure. So you, you they, either, they either have to leave, they have to <laughs> physically get up and leave, and look really awkward, or they have to actually, you know, deal with it and play with you. So that so that also just allows you to practice more. So you can get on those rotations and actually play with people. And if you're the spacey that likes to quit out and leave. This is not exclusively a spacey thing, obviously, but uh, if you are the one that likes to quit out and you go to this, then you're going to look really goofy if you do that. And so that's <laughs> going to help you stay and learn. So yeah. uh, there are, you know, just as a, this is a funny example that can kind of stick with people. Um, there can be lots of other benefits to going and, and you know, being around people and uh, learning some of those social skills. So uh, pretty, pretty important. Oh, I just want to say I got a I got somebody to quit out for the first time the other day. There you go. That's a right. That's a right of passage. I'm proud of you. I think that's a right of passage. No, remember. Uh, so Zane was doing a stream where he was teaching his sister how to play. It was so funny, uh, and she actually started four tilting this dude with she could quit out. And, oh yeah. And she's like, she's like, wait, what just happened? And Zane was like, you got him to quit out. You did it. You got somebody to quit <laughs> yeah. out. It was like she was like celebrating for it because that's a big moment. It's a right of passage. That's a rite yeah. of passage, 100%. That's 100% oh, right. Welcome. Welcome, J-Ball. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I'm happy for you uh, for improving, J-Ball. And uh, thank you for calling in with the question. You got any shout-outs mm -hmm. for us on your on your way out today? Uh, just shout-out to the fixed-gear biking scene. I don't really have any Smash friends. So, uh, you know, shout-out to biking. And uh, see you guys I at main stage. Do that fixed-gear. Word. Some hipster shit, huh? Have have fun at have fun at main stage, man. Thanks, man. Fix your bikes. And, and Tof, it was it was hipster, but the people in it now, you know, are the are the real ones. I see. Okay. The people that stuck around. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> cool. Thanks, guys. See you, Take man. care. Cool. Bikes. Bikes. They're pretty they're bikes. pretty they're pretty dope. Fix what gear. Yeah, fix gear. What is that? Yeah, it's like a they, it, they're just like cool. I think if you have, if you have a normal <laughs> bike, you're like I, I can ride on my bike and go from point to point B. But if you have a fixed gear bike, the people are like, oh, "What? You got to fix your bike?" I've learned nothing fix? about what it is. I, I, I don't know like what J it is either. I've just a ball is probably molding right now. He's no, like, "Man, why hang I on. Leave? No, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on." 
Okay, I Googled it, and the first mm. result on Google, here's the description text from the first result on Google. Fixed gear bikes, or fixies, are so hip now that fixies? they are almost exclusively, fixies, are, they are almost exclusively associated in the casual cyclist's mind with hipster riders, dot, dot, dot. That's from bicycle. <laughs> that is from bicycling.com. Mm. So the only thing I've learned from bicycling.com when I Googled it was that they're hip. Which is okay. exactly what I told you, right? So there you go. Boom. I'd say I hit the nail on the head. Yeah, but it's now we have more vocabulary. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is good. Maybe we'll, at main stage again, Toph, you're going to you're learn about bikes and you'll also fight that guy. So very exciting time for you. Uh, let's bring in our next caller. Yeah. Simple. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, hello. Um, uh, I'm assuming you, how do I pronounce your name? Sativa. Sativa. What's so, up, my dude? I could have told you that. And, uh, don't ask me why I know how to pronounce that. I don't yeah. know why I know how to pronounce that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. That's, <laughs> that's why I asked. Because I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that. Whatever. But now we, we know. Bring in, we bring an Indica <laughs> on the podcast next week. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, yeah, never, heard next week. <laughs> never heard of them. Next week. Never heard of them. Oh. So I guess I'm just I'm a little little guy from Dallas. Uh, the DFW scene's pretty cool. I uh, just wanted to ask you guys uh, how important you think comedy videos are to the growth of Melee, and uh, with Golden Guardians commissioning people like TKK, do you think there will be a combo video renaissance? Good question. Cool question. Shout out TKK um, by the way. Good friend of mine. TKK. Um. Well, you know, man, I feel like. Uh, Combo videos, oh man, when I started, they were everything. And they were everything probably through, I really feel like uh, when Evo first took us in 2013, well, I guess not first, but first really took us in 2013. Uh, I, I feel like their importance diminished so much less relative to streams and tweets and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but man, I, I always have a special fond place in my heart for them because of how much they they just everything looks so cool in them and stuff like that now so i think that i think that you know we were talking before how do you get people into the game and, and logan's talking about what looks cool what's exciting i think combo videos sell that really well and so i think that we could probably if i don't know how to do it they probably have to be adapted in some way and i don't just mean like the twitter videos or whatever i think adapted in some other way that can appeal to people but it'd be really great to see those make a comeback in some form so that we could pull that pull the people in and and build more excitement and you know because there used to be such central famous ones real kings wear tiaras and everything like that that everyone knew about everyone watched um everyone you know like some people switched characters because of it some people just thought it was so amazing it's like a cultural landmark of the scene it'd be kind of cool to have that come back because i you know i feel like we really missed that for a while so um, I, I feel like right now, maybe they, they're not contributing very much, but I think they have a potential to do that because they had, a, they did it before. So I think there's still something there and, um, having that spark to pull more people in would be awesome. So I think, I think they're important. I don't think they're maybe more important than top player streams or tournament streams or, um, or maybe even TikTok. I don't know where that is. Uh, I'm terrified to think about the impact of TikTok. But TikTok combo videos would be crazy. Okay. Yeah. yeah I was going to say we should put that. the combo videos on tic no, TikTok. It's terrifying. Yeah, in a ten-part series. Um, but yeah, I feel like that would it, it'd be cool to see what we can end up doing with it. Um, but yeah, uh, Logan, how are you feeling about combo videos? 
Did you uh, grow up with combo videos? Did you, yeah. Yeah. When, yeah. When did you start playing, Logan? I think we should start with that. Like, when did you, like, start, you know? Uh, I went to my first Brawl tournament in 2012, but I went mm. to my first oh, Melee okay. in 2014. Um, oh, so you probably, you kind of, I think, mostly missed them. That'd though. be the right, well, no, that'd, took, be, took, that'd be rough in the, the right era. I took the Brawl, Project M, Melee Pipeline. Oh, um, nice. So there were there were some combo videos going on for, especially Brawl. I watched, like, hey, who, all of the combo videos, especially the Logan. music ones. Yeah. Dude, who'd you play in Brawl? I played Falca. Oh, mm. nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay, yeah, I was just curious. I don't know. Um, but I really the combo video inspired me to play Marth because I did not play Marth before um, oh. Mutant King, Mute King's combo videos. So Mutant King inspired me to play Marth. That's cool. sick. Um, but in terms of combo videos, like their influence, uh, they're really one of the main things that kept drawing me to the game because they really provided like an opportunity to showcase some of the expression in the game. And that's really what kept me coming back is the level of expression it felt. It's what kept me from playing like a different game was the level of expression I felt in Melee. And like the level of personality that could be seen in their combos. Especially in, like even in the editing and that kind of thing. Uh, but combo videos I think are a great way for lesser known players to be recognized like acidics. And I had actually had a combo video that someone made about me when I was like 13. And it, it, blew really? up, it blew up on Reddit for some reason. Mm. Um, and, like, that was just a really cool opportunity for me because, like, in my region, I didn't have a lot of players. So, like, it provided an opportunity for me to, I guess, get recognized. So I think it's both a vessel for lesser-known players to become known mm. and known players to kind of bring new players into the game. Hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I, for one, like, I think they're big. They're a big reason that I, I was hype about the game when I started, but yeah, I mean, I mean, in some ways, maybe they just were the, obviously there's always been tournament footage and there's still tournament footage, but maybe in some ways they were like the, con they were like the content back then, you know, like the other side of content, mm -hmm. like the fun mm -hmm. stuff. The tw now we got Twitter clips or what have you. It's all moved to social media in, in some form. I'd say combo videos are making a little baby resurgence right now. People are starting to actually make them again. I watched a really good one the other week by uh, by Bab. Bab Activated put out a new one. That guy's mind-blowing. Everything Acidic's post is mind-blowing. I legitimately don't understand it. Can I tangent here? Can I ask for, like, can I do a 30-second tangent, PP? Please. And Logan, what do you guys think of Acidic's as Marth? Is that guy just, like, the second coming? of What's going on with him? How, um, how does he do What's going on with him? When I watched his first combo video, I went on Twitter and I um I commented under it, "Is this Tass?" <laughs> I, I I didn't think that was like things that humans could do. <laughs> that like, it must take like just a ton of hours of literally only playing to get one combo to actually get some of that stuff. Like, I hope so. I want to see a stream. I want to see the failures. You know what I mean? I want to see like what his normal gameplay looks like. <laughs> I, I want to see the, like the sausage pretty, get made. He's pretty good. He's not. He's not top level, but he's pretty good. But his combos are like otherworldly. Because like, yeah, yeah, one, yeah. one of his main prides as a player, and like you'll see these players that all have like different goals with the game. I think Acidics yeah. is one really seems to. I know. I know his last IRL. Someone. Someone told me his last IRL tournament before COVID. I think he beat the Swooper, which is like that's pretty good. Yeah. So you know he's got some good wins. He's definitely yeah. no slouch. Definitely not I bad. Have no idea. What do you, PB, as like a Marth player, like, what do you, because like every hit, it's like, oh, he did that move. That's different than what I would, right? Like, I don't, I don't know. So I, I, every time this guy gets brought up, I actually think of our conversation where 
he gets he got brought up before we were filming one day and i was like oh yeah the single hit and air guy and you're like don't call oh. it the single hit and air guy he does so much he's more. so much like, more he's so much sing- more i was <laughs> so like, much i more. was like he came into my chat and i called him the single hit and air guy and he was like that's chill yep, that's me <laughs> Yeah, he didn't know, care. He didn't he care. He made that in his Twitter bio afterwards. Did he actually? That's really his funny. His Twitter bio for a while had the single hit near guy. Is that? Is it from that? I didn't because I saw that on his on his Twitter. That's funny if that's from me. I just <laughs> like I, I I watched some of them because everyone was freaking out about it. And I was like, yeah, he's single hit nearing again. There he goes. But I think he does a lot more <laughs> stuff now. He he'll he'll put in now he side B single hit nears and so. <laughs> Involved. I also like his down smashes a lot. I like how the down smashes he... are cool. The down smashes are cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's. I I do think I. So I think he. I I think you guys make a good point about how it's made and and how he does have to have some real good skill to pull this off and and all that kind of stuff. And so I think I think it's interesting. I think. Um, and but I also kind of feel like Marth as a character. It's really hard to kind of get those those really juicy type of those really pleasing types of clips with that aren't that like that you're when you're trying to style as opposed to when you're trying to just you know have if you're just trying to do something optimal i think you know marth combos can still look really nice whereas with other characters that isn't always the case but i think right. uh, marth kind of struggles to make the stylish ones work a little better in my opinion so i struggle to to get as immersed as a lot of people in acidics stuff but i don't think that's his fault i think he's has a lot of pretty cool ideas uh, I think yeah. it's just more, more of a Marth thing. But, this is uh, like the longest way I've ever heard anyone say Marth is lame. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've heard people say it a lot of different ways. <laughs> I, I, again, I, think his, crowd, I think though. his regular combos are kind of cool. That's Fox Gang. Okay. <laughs> uh, We've got you surrounded, no, going, going, uh, going back to the original question, um, yeah. I, uh, yeah, huge part of the reason uh, I got as invested as it was combo videos. I mean, I came up with Silent Wolf and those guys, right? Mm. So... That was always the, I mean, I remember me and Vish would endlessly, you know, we'd have back in the day, we would record things on a, on a VCR, um, which I'm sure, I'm sure that neither Logan nor Steve knows someone, what that Someone in my is, chat but, the other day asked what a VCR was and I was yeah, I just that's, that's horrifying. sobbing. That's what I'm Yeah, it's another, it's another chat client. Huh? <laughs> yeah, IRC VCR. Has a slot for it. <laughs> there you go. That's what's up. Yeah. So man. we used to record all of our friendly sessions on a VCR to like make combo videos, you know, and and um, yeah. that was something we did back in the day because it was like, it was uh, you know, it was it was the culture, especially where I where I came from, Washington. It was a big part of the culture. Like everybody was always trying to one up each other in terms of the showmanship factor and um certainly you know when you look at some of the uh, iconic like for example the dbr videos coming out of norcal back in the day with silent specter when you look at scar and i killed mufasa um which basically put scar on the map yeah. um and 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 you know he's he lamented uh numerous times not lamented but he would talk numerous times about how the, he that then basically, <laughs> yeah and then he then had to live up to the the, the i killed mufasa hype right um, so yeah, I mean, they were huge. Combo videos were huge. And, um, uh, I do think they can still be major. I think that they need to be integrated with the new ways we put content out. But for me, that's just more of an opportunity than anything else. Yeah. Mm. I agree. Facts. Facts. Uh, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all kind of feel like, uh, it's important. Uh, we want to kind of do it differently because it feels like the old way is not going to work anymore. And 
We'd all we're all influenced by that. We'd like that. We'd like to feel well, those. The, the old way was DC plus plus, right? <laughs> well, okay, I wasn't I wasn't around that for that old, one. That so old. you're yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was too busy fiddling with my fancy VCR at that point. So apologies, but uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you, uh, Sativa, for uh, for for calling in. Make I pronounced that correctly, right? Just check. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, uh-huh. I never said it before uh-huh. in my life. So okay. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, thank you so much. And do you have any shout outs for us on your way out today? Yeah, just a uh, shout out TKK, shout out the Positive Vibes editing community, shout out DFW Melee, go ahead, sign up for Low Tier City. Um, yeah, other than that, pretty good. Low Tide cool. City. Yeah, Low Tide to, City. To... <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a good one. Yep, yep. Definitely. Have a good one, man. All right, Take peace, care. peace. All right. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, I think. Um, I, what do you think, Tove? I think that might have been our last one. I think we got one more. Think I think we got, we got exactly more? one more. We got exactly we got time for one, one more. more. Yeah. All right. Got one more, and then uh, let's let's. I think we got him to call right now. Punk, what's up, Punk? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. You've, yeah, you've called you. in before, I, as I yeah. recall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was. Uh, I posed the questions about um, like accessibility in the yeah. transitional phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, melee, right, right, right. Yeah. So, and, what do you um, got for us today? Where are you calling in from? Just to remind everyone, Punk. Uh, from New England. And New England. real quick, I want to say, since Ooh, that last one, um, I had uh, so, since my last time on Radio Melee, I actually did speak with and like figure out some logistics uh, regarding the Alston Melee's uh, local tournament, which is the one that's closest to me. And after six years of like being invested in the game, um, at, you know, at an all-time high for like where my health is, I was able to go to a tournament, and it, it was wonderful. And cool. um, I think coming on the show and talking about it and kind of deliberating my thoughts and what some specific obstacles were definitely helped me with doing that. So, oh, tell that's yeah, awesome to I hear. Just, just want to say it, it was a wonderful opportunity to do that. But let's go. But what I what I want to ask about now is something mm. that I've been thinking about um, since my first time kind of putting myself in a more competitive headspace. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I haven't been competitive about games since like I want to say my sophomore year of high school when I was really big into Team Fortress 2. Um, mm. And that's matchups. And specifically Marth matchups, because, um, you know, without trying to stoke any, like, discrediting narratives um, about winning and losing matchups, when I'm talking to some of my friends who play Marth, they're like, yeah, no, I have a lot of confidence in my character. I don't necessarily think Marth wins every matchup, but there aren't any that I really feel like he loses. Like, I think he's at worst, he's even with most characters. I'm like, what about uh, Pikachu? And like, oh, I don't know. That, that <laughs> one's up in the air to me. And then one that I'm more invested in, because this is a character I play that I think is a real sleeper pick for someone who beats Marth is Yoshi. Because historically, Yoshis have done disproportionately well against mm-hmm. uh, Marth players. And at first, I'm, I'm going to say with 100% confidence after picking up the character. Um, at first, that is unfamiliarity. Because I've played so many people who just don't know like what my, like, my button presses are doing after I've selected Yoshi on the character select screen. 
but eventually they they do start to figure out the mechanics and even then like players who i know are better than me who are playing marth i have a much higher win rate against them and so i i'm just kind of curious if that's just because um with pp and logan here and with um tof here as well who i say is probably one of the people who understands Yoshi pretty well, um, especially with all your time playing with Amsa. Um, is that a matter of um, like an actual like slanted matchup that's not in Marth's favor? Or is it just because it's like maybe harder to get into the headspace to use Marth's tools in such a different way? Because those characters, especially Yoshi, really just demand you to do some strange stuff to beat them. Sure, maybe we start with Logan on this one. Um, I think one of the things that makes the matchup like really difficult is the amount of just uh, knowledge you have to like use in terms of defense against Yoshi. So. What I mean by that is Yoshi is kind of like a funnel where he forces you to play a certain way and if you deviate from that playstyle, he destroys you. So it really tests your adaptability skills, I think, more than anything. And Can you explain play- what you mean, like what style that would be for, for Marts out here who are, who are getting slapped up by Punk's Yoshi? So the style that you have to play against Yoshi is very, very defensive. Uh, it's very, very focused on like long-term dash dancing and like kind of winning a lot like of little exchanges over time, rather than the kind of burst-heavy punishes that he has against like Fox or other characters where he just he blows them up off of one touch. So you can go for like kind of scraps and mix-ups. Generally, over time, if you're trading with Yoshi because he lives longer than Marth, you're going to lose the matchup. So you have to consistently win all of these little openings over time and not push your strengths too far. Like not push the openings past where you can actually, I guess, get the percentage. So you you get the percentage and you don't push it past that. You don't go for heavy risks. And a lot of Mars are incentivized to go for very heavy risk playstyles, especially at mid-level and low-level. Because they get these huge punishes on players that like play like Fox or like I don't know Puff or something, where you can kill them like quite early. And versus Yoshi, you just cannot do that. So he funnels you into that playstyle of just. I think what Zane is really exceptional at is um, resetting to neutral when you have an opening and not pushing it too far. Uh, playing around like the parry with uh, intimate knowledge of the percentages of which like near breaks and shield breaker breaks and that kind of thing. And the reason you why I think armor, Zane, right? you mean the super, I think he, he was talking about parry, and then he was he switched to talking about double yeah. jump armor. Yeah. Um. So the thing with Yoshi that I think makes like because if you think about the other Mars, they all historically kind of struggle against uh, Yoshi from what I've seen. Uh, the thing that makes Zane a little bit different is the fact that his natural talent as a player is his adaptability. Uh, I think what Junebug was telling me, Junebug told me this a while ago actually, that Zane has always, since like picking up the controller, been able to figure like exchanges out way quicker than other people. So like when he sees something, he's able to learn it just instantly. It's actually insane. At Summit, I taught him an edge guard setup, and he was like, "Oh, that's cool." 
and he was like, let me try it. And then he understood how to use it within the one interaction. Mm. And it, it was pretty insane to me. But I think Yoshi, back to Yoshi, I think what makes Zane so effective against Yoshi is the fact that he's not afraid to reset to neutral. And what made me realize that was watching him play as Don't Test Me, like his Roy. Um, every time you get an opening, he'd be forced to just reset to neutral because Roy can't push those openings like Marth can. Mm-hmm. So it really made him, it really, I guess, showcased uh, that big strong suit in Zane's playstyle with tactically resetting to neutral, which I think is really the key component versus Yoshi that a lot of Marth players are missing. So it sounds like your answer to the question is unfamiliarity and also um, you have to just play Yoshi really differently and you can't deviate from that. I think it's an even matchup that Yoshis will win more often because they're going to be playing more Marths than Marths are going to be playing Yoshis. Okay. Fair. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And the way you described what it's like to fight Yoshi, it's it's something I've had suspicions about and that it's... uh, the way you approach it is kind of like you're fighting a much more um, obtuse, like, difficult version of Luigi, where if you chase him for too far, he's just going to hit you with his nair, and then, like, what you were doing is suddenly in his favor. Um, whereas Luigi's weaknesses, I think, are probably a little bit, like, more obvious, um, at least for what to do about them. Whereas, like, Yoshi, you look at him, it's like, okay, what, what's, like, the pitfall for this character? It's like, well, they can't move in a straight line. What do I do about that? That's just weird. And then, um, so, I, I can definitely see that the, despite being an even matchup, it's just, um, unless you have, you know, the superhuman adaptability of Zane, you're gonna have to, like, really, like, pull yourself back and force yourself to be patient and kind of just you have to be looking for new stuff that you just haven't seen elsewhere. Which which is unfamiliarity, right? Like, that's basically what... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. PP, I know you, a while back, you, you... I think I remember hearing you say you thought Marth ultimately won the matchup. Yep. Still think it. Um, How hard? How hard do you think Marth wins? I don't think it's a bop right now. Uh, maybe with labbing. It's a bop, but I don't think it's a bop right now. I think he. I think it's just like he he wins either slightly or somewhat solidly. Uh, my view on that is largely because um, Yoshi tries to make decisions regarding parrying, and then if Yoshi's wrong, Marth's either hitting or potentially getting a tech chase or pushing Yoshi to a tough spot. Um, and then occasionally, because uh, Yoshi can't punish Marth the best unless there's a gimp setup, and you just have to watch for those. It's kind of funny that. Um, I think a lot of talk about, uh, you know, Yoshi and Pikachu is how well they can just get those early kills on Marth, and Marth really can't do it as much to them. And I think that mm-hmm. that weirds out Marth players. They're like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. My floaty guy falling. And, um, but I also kind of feel like something, like a really big opening that I think you can, you should be able to get on any Yoshi. It's just harder on good ones is hitting Yoshi out of double jump cancel. Because if you do that, I mean, you can push Yoshi. You can get so much damage so fast and push Yoshi. And just sometimes just get a kill and Yoshi can't do anything, just depending on how you get it. Um, And if Yoshi decides not to go for that, then they're just, you know, a slower ground character that you can kind of poke at or mix up. And so that's been, that's always been my sense of it. Um, I think that I'm sure that there's more ways to extend advantage for Marth too. But 
regardless, the question wasn't really about that. So I think a lot of it is unfamiliarity. I do think Yoshi attacking from those diagonal angles is kind of weird for Marth because it comes in so fast that it can be hard for Marth to even get a forwarder out in time. Unless he's prepped. Yoshi sees he's prepped. Yoshi doesn't come in. Then it's weird for Marth. Um, I do think... Uh, and I think, again, the, the Gimp factor. I think Marth not having like early kills on Yoshi also weirds him out. He can often fall back on that against Spacey's. And also... I mean, we've talked about this before, Toph. You brought up that IB example a while ago. Uh, some Marths just really like playing against Spacies. And Yoshi, <laughs> not a Spacey, turns out. Uh, you can't really combo him the same. Can't edge guard him the same. Can't juggle him the same. You can't play neutral the same. You can't gimp him. Uh, so what the heck is even the point of playing the game against Yoshi, man? And I feel like that's how some Marths feel. And I think they I think they are rounding themselves out more, partly due to the influence of Zane and other players. But uh, it's just going to take some time. I wish we had more footage of the other non-top, well, okay, non-top, non-Zane top Marths against like Amsa, for example, because um, I am I am curious about it. You know, it's interesting. Amsa posted his tier list or not tier list Yoshi matchup chart mm. the other week, might have been a month or two ago, and he he posted that he thought you know Yoshi won the matchup, and oh, I, I kind of want to talk more about that. Yeah, that's hype. I'm actually yeah. kind of I actually gets me kind of juiced about it. I'd love to know. It's. It's interesting, right? Because I think that, like, you know, it is one of these matchups where everything you said makes a ton of sense, PP. Like, it's... I can definitely see that the... Some of... And Pikachu's kind of similar in the sense that I think some of some of Marth's biggest strengths definitely do hit those characters' weaknesses, right? Like, you have this innate range advantage. You're always going to have that. Um, yeah. That, like, you know... Pikachu in particular, I think this gets exposed with how stubby some of the hitboxes are. But yeah, like you mentioned, right? You, 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 you're you always going to kind of have that advantage as well against Yoshi. I guess what I'm saying is the advantages that each of those characters have, Yoshi and Marth in that matchup, over each other, they're very lopsided. The way Yoshi beats Marth is very, very different than the way Marth beats Yoshi. So it's like you can have these kind of differing perspectives. Um, and it's matchups like that are kind of interesting to watch because... Okay, do you do you kind of I I, ta I actually talked with Ops about this one time and I thought this was really interesting, and I never really heard it put this way, but I've started referring to like okay, so I've I've used these phrases on commentary before, like nickel and diming versus yeah. like hitting your haymaker. So like Ops sure. was telling me we were it was actually at a summit, it might have been like summit eight or something, and he was getting ready for his match with Johnny, and I was like, well, what do you think about this matchup, Yoshi Falcon? And he's like, well, with Falcon, I have to hit a haymaker. He didn't use the word haymaker. We were talking in Japanese, okay. but he basically said like, you know, if I can get one like really juicy edge guard, especially a low percent edge guard, then I can win the game. If I never, if like all of his stocks, he's living to over a hundred, I am statistically, I'm going to lose that game. Yoshi can't nickel and dime Falcon and win. It it just doesn't work that way. So mm -hmm. like I'm. As the Yoshi, I'm always going to focus on pushing him outwards. I want to put him off stage at a very low percent. I'll take 50-50s if I have to. Sure. Like, I just need to get him off stage so that I can take 50-50s where he might die at like a gimp percent. And then I can then I can outpace him for the match. In my yeah. mental model, I feel like Marth Yoshi might be a similar matchup where yeah, I mean, Marth is going to win the nickel dime, but Yoshi might smack him. Well, I, to me, I've always kind of had that thought about Marth Yoshi on Marth's end, it, the way certain Marths play it, where they're like, all right, I'm not going to try and hit Yoshi out of DJC ever. I'm just going to try and nickel and dime him. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, I feel like the matchup just feels so much better if you can actually, sometimes, I mean, if you can take a calculated risk and just get that opening on Yoshi, like you'd be okay, well, I know he's on the platform now. He's been double jumping off of it, or it's been around oh, the timing. 
So I can jump around now or I can prime my up tilt around now because it's percentile workout. And so maybe I can uh, punish him here. And if I get it, then he takes so much damage and maybe dies. Right. Uh, depending on DI on the initial hit. And uh, if I don't get it, then it's going to be a lot harder because then he's going to land, maybe a parry, maybe a crouch cancel yeah. into something, right? And so for me as Marth, I've always kind of thought that like if you can find that, the matchup just feels so nice. And if you can't get it, it feels like a real grind, maybe even, maybe even, you know, even or even Yoshi's favorite. But I feel like it should be doable for Marth to get those. But, uh, you know. That's again, really interesting. I, I like that. I like that the perspectives here have been, I said Marth wins, Logan said it's even, and Amsa said... Uh, Yoshi wins. I think that's right. just a cool spread, I, and I think it's cool that it exists because um, I just kind of like the differing perspectives. Like it's not like Marth Pikachu where everyone's like, "Yeah, Marth wins," <laughs> and it's a little <laughs> different from like at least how it's playing out in tournaments. But I kind of like that. Right. There's, there's a little the little more ambiguity with Marth Yoshi, which is cool. What? You know, oh, sorry, dude, Logan. Well, I'm I'm, I'm actually going to segue to you. I'm going to segue to you because you know what, PP actually, you know what he actually just reminded me of was the top three of that Gale Summit where. It was, was it Ryobi, the Peach? And I got to see Kuyashi, who did great in neutral mm -hmm. against um, Ryobi, but Ryobi kept living to like 100, 150. Mm. And then you were talking about how you had the punish game. And I was like, okay, well, I would like to see it. And then you played Ryobi. I think, I think it was Ryobi and you and Kuyashi, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I played Kuyashi and, and then I played Ryobi. I'm pretty sure. I played Kuyashi, Magi, and then Ryobi. Right. And and I was really impressed by how, in contrast with Kuyashi, who lost to Ryobit, you got at least one stock every game where you get like a 60% kill on Peach, which yeah. completely just changes it, right? If it you does. get one kill at 60%, that is a very, very different matchup. Yes. Um, that's exactly what that reminds me of, actually, is, is you. So I was, Yeah, I it's a common Marth issue, I think, in a lot of matchups. If you can get that, then everything changes. Everything <laughs> changes. But yeah, Logan, I, yeah, I feel like you probably wanted to talk for a little bit, so please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to throw uh, it to you first. The thing I think is really interesting about this is um, our perspectives are so different in that, PP, you have like a more theoretical view of the game, and what sure. it feels like to me. So like when you're discussing a matchup, you always discuss like what the characters can and can't do. Whereas like when I'm analyzing a matchup, I always look at like the likelihood of situations happening and I weigh it like that. So like in my mind, getting that read on Yoshi at that specific percent and like in this specific situation is uh, less likely it, to me to like actually happen in a game, even though theoretically like that is the correct option. Sure. So like, in my mind, like I would weigh that matchup as worse because the situations to get those big openings are uh, so like niche. Sure. If he, I mean, I think that's fair. And my response to that would be, I can make those happen more or they can come along. <laughs> but, you know, that's, I think, I, but it's good that we have these, I think it's good to have the differing perspectives. I'm not, this, I, I don't mean to make this an argument. I just, just, just ah, so people yeah. can know that there are the different ways to evaluate and how those perspectives interact. That's yeah. the only reason I say that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I think I think your way is, is perfectly valid. And I mean, clearly it's been working great for you. You've been having, you know, phenomenal results. So, um, I think I think that's I think it's pretty cool. Got to talk to Ops. Maybe one of these days we get Ops on randomly. Ask this oh. question again with Ops. <laughs> that'd be so hype. That'd be that'd be. Fun. Logan Ops. calls in and we just we just have a power. Yeah, there we go. There we <laughs> go. There we go. About um Ops's matchup charts. If I'm not mistaken, um he's the one who he split it into like three versions, right? There's like the average Yoshi. I, th I feel like Ops did something where it's like average Yoshi player. And then there's yeah. Omsa's level, and then there's a theoretical, more refined and developed meta. Oh, oh okay. And I, I, I might not have seen all of them. I think um, 
Yoshi beat Marth at the lowest one, at like the the average Yoshi player, and then it oh. was, e- and then he felt that it was even for him, and mm. then it was like something really slight Marth's favor for like the theoretical more refined, it's like fifty five forty five. Sure, sure. Uh, I agree. I agree with that exactly. Actually, okay, that makes sense. So that I don't think Logan sense. in my mind's perspective is very different than probably. Well, I guess like yeah. the way we get there is different, but the result, the result is similar. I think looking at it from your perspective, like I also agree that it's like 55 45 Marth favored. Sure, uh, sure. It's just like my kind of like, uh, how likely do I feel this is going to happen when I sit down and play a set versus like Omsa? And, sure. Yeah. I mean, that guy, he's also, I mean, the thing about Omsa too is he's innovating a lot of stuff and then we see it and then he shows everything and then he goes, he goes back, he goes back to the lab for like months now just because of the way like the tourney structure and everything is. So, it's kind of, you know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, uh, come to think of it, like Armada, when he would come with all his peach stuff and come over and then he'd whoop us and then he'd go away for six months. And we'd be like, oh, man, I just got to figure out what he was doing before we get to the new stuff. So, it's, you know, <laughs> it's a little different, but it's probably a bit how it seems for Marts, I imagine. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, good question, Punk. Mm-hmm. Thanks for calling in. It was fun. You got any shout outs, Punk? Yeah. Um huge huge shout out to um alston melee after like interacting with them like more directly instead of just like uh on the receiving end of content because um i'm i'm not too far away from them at least for now when i go back to school i will be but um just in interacting with those guys talking with them and attending the um the tournament was absolutely a wonderful experience and they they made it very um easy and welcoming and uh everything kind of lined up with how i needed it to be to be able to participate in the game that i've been in love with for like six years cool that's awesome to hear and they're really they're really uh stellar people they are they are really cool i kind of wish i knew them better oh also real quick i want to shout out logan because i want to rewind a little bit to um i was there's something he said um Again, on commentary, I think it was, yeah, it was Subverse Axe. And he said something about um, how Amsa was throwing an egg, like, during a tech chase to, like, just cover more space or, like, cover one direction that Pikachu could roll, which something I didn't pick up on because it seemed so obtuse to me because, like, throwing an egg is nothing like a Falco laser. If you don't have a ledge <laughs> to cancel it, that is a commitment. And so after like hearing Logan say that, I went back and I looked at it I'm like, I think he is doing that. And then I sent like the clip with the timestamp to Logan, like right after he ended stream, because like he it was a long stream and he was tired. I'm like, hey, don't worry about answering this yet, because I know you're kind of drained. Um, is this the thing you're talking about? He immediately responded, like, yep, that's exactly it. And then I hopped on Unranked for like an hour, found a Pikachu and it worked. Nice. <laughs> wow, that's a cool story. Let's nice go. Story. Close the loop. <laughs> Let's go. That's awesome. Right. Uh, thank you again, uh, Punk, for calling in, and uh, good luck with your Yoshi journey. All right. Everyone have a wonderful day. Thank you as well. Have a great day. All that's, right. That's, that's a cool story. Yeah. That is a good story. Well, hey, look, at, look at Logan. Look at look Logan, Logan go. Yeah. <laughs> go, man. Um, and uh, I think, speaking of Logan Go, before we let you go today, I think um, something else I could ask you about, again, before we do the community voice even. Um, so you're in school. I think a lot of people 
would want to hear about this. I mean, how are you planning on balancing your your writing commitment, school, and melee? Um, there are certainly other things I could ask related to this, but I think this is such a common thing that's going to be coming up. I think people would really like to hear about this, unless this is your community voice question somehow, in which case, my bad. Uh, it's not. Um, okay. I think the way I'm going to balance it is I, I, I've got a planner that I'm going to be following, so I'm going to be following that every day. But uh, what I do is I determine like how much work I have in a week, and then I, I schedule it in such a way that I do like... Okay, these are my school days. I'm going to focus on only school for this day. These are my melee days. I'm going to focus on only melee for this day. And this is like my writing day. I'm going to only focus on writing for this day. Because what I've realized is that if I try to do it all at once in a single day, like all three commitments, then I feel incredibly overwhelmed. Mm. But if I say that like today is my day to just do homework. So I'll just sit there and do my entire homework for the week in like a single day. And okay. then I'll just, I'll just spend the rest of the day, like week, like playing melee and writing. Okay, now do you feel like if you're taking less time for, for Melee, for example, that it's going to impact your performance or growth? Mm, I get better the less I play Melee for some reason. Because, I, I, like, what really helps me... Improve... role model. <laughs> what really helps me improve is uh, kind of getting a fresh mind. Because mm. a lot of the stuff I do is just based around, like, weird ideas I have. Like, the te reaction tech chase and the... Um, like the runoff reverse counter and that kind of thing, all the, like the little weird ideas that I like wanted to make a part of my playstyle, I thought of over these like breaks. So I, I I advise like everyone playing melee to take frequent breaks, both to prevent burnout and to like give yourself a chance to like develop new ideas. Because I think people really underrate the rest element of melee, like yeah. how much you gain while you're just like sleeping and taking care of yourself and like eating well and that kind of thing. Yeah, well said, man. Um... Yeah, it's super important to take care of yourself. And so I think, I mean, I think that's a, that's a pretty good example for a lot of people that are in school and maybe they've had fun, you know, playing unranked for 14 hours a day. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I think this will be good, be good, timely uh, advice uh, for people. You know, you guys can make it work for your schedule too. But um, as we kind of wrap here, we're going to do community voice. I am not going to forget this time. And I'm going to ask you, it, what would you like to ask everyone in the YouTube comments to respond to um, so that we can talk about this next week? What's a question that you would really like to hear from people about? So something I've noticed over the Slippy era is we're kind of lacking what I consider almost a, like a, a grassroots spirit. It's kind of hard to define what that is, but really there was a lot of moments when I was um, like getting into the scene where I just felt like the kind of connecting presence of the community and like recently when i've been playing since like everyone is so isolated it feels hard for people to connect in that way mm. so i guess my question is like what ways can we maintain the like grassroots connected spirit of the original um melee scene while also like letting ourselves grow and not like kneecapping ourselves just to avoid the esports industry because they, yeah. they both benefit us in different ways that's a big question. I, the YouTube comments, though, will surely be up to it. I believe in them. Um, <laughs> I have strong faith in the YouTube comments. Yes, every time. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, um, I mean, this has been fun. I think a lot of you've had a lot of good answers for us, a lot of insightful comments. So thank you. I um, really appreciate you coming on, Logan. And Toph, you want to you take us out today? Yeah, thank you so much for tuning in, everybody out there. Thank you for being on the program, Logan. And this has been Radio Mail. I see you next week.